This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. We're doing a silent podcast. No, we're not. Sorry. Uh, hey, guys, it's Dorkside News Network with you, our triple threat team that you're used to if you're listening to us. Uh, Frankie, James, and Rich. I had to do it again. I have to throw them off every day. You know, I'm, I'm not actually Frankie. Like I'm James. Richard. <laughs> and our ghost if you're not confused ghost. yet wait till the end of the podcast so uh yeah we're the uh, dorkside news network we do um news slash debate slash yell at each other about stupid things and argue for no reason um seems, seems about right yeah that, that's that's the entire podcast right there if you like the podcast please go over to dorkside cookies on patreon or dorkside cookies on youtube you'll see us hear us you can talk to us we appreciate any and all feedback, even if it's Frankie smells. I mean, I don't know if you can actually smell them, but uh, um, we're working on creating smell vision. So, <laughs> smell vision. Uh, How did that day. name stick? Someone said smell vision years ago, and everybody's just like, you know, yeah, just go with it. I've seen it. I've seen. I've yeah, seen little. Some movie theaters have it. Um, they'll uh, waft like smells during the movie it's all scheduled it's pretty cool that's like the uh what do they call it like the 40 experience yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. i like yeah. i actually liked it um i thought it was worth the money i i, did, I saw it during ant-man and the wasp yeah uh, and Kevin... i just got flung out of my chair and uh, i did not expect that but <laughs> and then when you good... <laughs> when you walked out you felt 10 times bigger and you're like oh i'm not actually a... <laughs> all right uh first of all we want to just say happy pokemon day if you're a pokemon fan Today's the anniversary of Pokemon, which means that there was a uh, Nintendo, what do they call it, Treehouse? Nintendo Direct, sorry, yeah. Nintendo Direct Treehouse, strictly on Pokemon, which is our first bit of news today. Pokemon Sword and Shield was announced today with uh, the three starters. This is literally all we got. We only got the um, the three starters. One. So, so what did you think about them? I thought the... Um, Introduce them and then say what yeah, you think about them. I, I forgot to look them up because I was so excited. Um, it's invisible mode. <laughs> so we have this monkey fight, fighting. I think it's fighting. Uh, well, Frankie, I think it's a fighting grass type, uh, but it's Grookey. Um, we have a fire something, fire fairy maybe, fire normal. I don't think they'll do a normal. Dude, that looks like it could be fire electric. I would it could be. lose my mind. <laughs> uh, that's a score bunny. And then we have a water... Water. I don't see anything else. It's just it's it's invisible water. in the trailer. It is invisible in the trailer. Uh, and that one's Sobble. Ooh, what if it was Water Psychic? That'd be interesting. That'd be pretty cool. I, I wouldn't mind a Water Psychic Pokemon. You know, the, the thing is, is that um, most water. of you are probably listening to this. Um, if you you need to watch the trailer because I just feel like the graphics for this are so lame that they don't do the characters justice. Like, I'm just looking at illustrations right there, and I think they look okay. But in the art, I just don't care. I just innately, I see it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care about it. It's the cel-shaded artwork that they, they've moved towards for this one, which I don't necessarily hate. I think it's fine, but... Yeah, I think... Well, <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. Because cel-shaded is like Spider-Verse 2. Yeah. So that's I, what they're, they, when I looked up a bunch of um, like news on it already, they are, everybody's saying it's, it's cell shaded in some form or another. Well, it is, but, but so there's like cell shaded, which I like. And then there's um, simplified, almost like, I always think like Fisher Price. I feel like these are Fisher Price <laughs> Pokemon. And I think that's fine to get like a bunch of new three and four year olds into the, into the Pokemon. But 
Uh, I just I just like it having a little bit more detail. Cell shading is amazing. I love it. But I when I think cell shading, I think Borderlands. Yeah, that's fine. Borderlands is good. Yeah. Though yeah. I always think yeah. Spider Verse now because yeah. that's my favorite. I just think cartoon. the game, um, it being their technically um, third, th- no third three D. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, this is eighth gen. Yeah, it's their third three D game. I think. Well, out. unless you count what they had on the three DS as as three D. Well, quote, yeah, or like, but models. Yeah. So I still feel like they're also trying to work out some kinks and buffs and. We still don't know if maybe Pokemon Go will play into it. I don't know. We I, I have no idea yet. Yeah. I kind of hope it doesn't at this point because they had Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu for that reason. Let them have that that side of it. But everything will go to Pokemon Go eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, like it should. No, that's yeah. why. Yeah, everything should go to Pokemon Go. But I don't think Pokemon Go necessarily needs to interact with this. Oh version yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, because they've already done one. Um, at least I think it would be cool for because of the Pokemon that you could transfer over or banks or whatever. The trailer did show a lot of seventh gen Pokemon too, so we only got these three, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm excited to see what's going on. Um, speaking of more Pokemon, I forgot to put it in our notes, but uh, the second trailer for Detective Pikachu came out today. It did, and it looks awesome. Yeah, it actually did look really good. I am good. so excited for it. <laughs> I can't believe how excited I am over a Pokemon Wait, movie. Wait, are you talking about the one with his wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it had Mewtwo in it. That was the big deal. Okay. That was the, the really big deal was Mewtwo came out and you were like, oh shit, there's... No, so I think you're talking about a different one. Like, I just saw the one with him and his wife and he's like, oh, like, oh okay. Yeah. When I get into a role, like I really get into the role. That was right. So uh, it, they, they did it the same day. Like, so yeah, Pokemon exactly. released so, their trailer and then Ryan Reynolds did his own little I, I Twitter care thing. less about Detective Pokemon. I only care about Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it looks it looks good. And there's even some it's really weird to see how the the artists tried to form and model them in 3D in like what they would look like if they were standing in front of you. Yeah. And like some of them were cool. Like Pikachu looks awesome and Charizard looks cool. He's big and huge. But then you see like Mr. Mime and you're like, he is terrifying to look at. He is scary. Well, that's the other thing that I thought would be interesting to, to be able to see them because of the fact that some Pokemon you thought were going to be like, oh, adorable are now terrifying. Their, their little, their literal name is Pocket Monster, guys. <laughs> so they're going to, some of them are meant to look like monsters. monsters. <laughs> um, also, the, uh, the cute Pokemon took a hit too. like the Jigglypuff they showed in this one. That was a little, that was a little creepy looking too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I, mean, I, I think most of these things would be creepy in real life. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. So I'm also excited to see. There's some people that aren't hardcore fans that don't know the exact sizes of every Pokemon too. Mm-hmm. And so when people see them in real life based on what their Pokemon stats are supposed to be, and they're like, that Magikarp is actually six foot long. That is ridiculous for a fish. And you're like, that's just what it says in Pokemon. Well, I, I mean, it's still small for a fish, but, yeah. it, I mean, but it's big in real life when you think... You're, you're thinking of, like, when you when you catch, like, a Magikarp, you're thinking something of a... Uh, um, but what, like, a fully evolved Charizard? Like, how big is he supposed to be? Because he that's, looks big on the card. He looks big on the card, but he's actually not that big. And that's the other funny thing. They went backwards on that one. So he's, he's, he's like he's, an evolved dragon, and he's, like, a little tiny? 
Yeah, he's like from the movie he's standpoint, about, he's, he was like he's a little bigger than a human. He was like three or four Pikachu's. Okay. So I don't know. It looks it looks good. I'm excited. I, I'm excited. Um, kind of sticking with the Pokemon news a little bit. It's not as it's much Pokemon, Pokemon Channel, but uh, Smash Bros had some news today too, and that was kind of big news for us in Vegas. So Vegas, we have a big tournament called Evo. And it's the fighting game tournament, the fighting game tournament to end all fighting game tournaments. It's the one. And uh, Nintendo said Smash Bros. Melee is no longer there after 17 years of being a fighting game in, these, in this tournament. It is no longer there. And, you know, for all you pro gamers that are like, but it's my game. I'm so used to it. I don't want to retire. You don't have to retire, dude. You can play the new game with all the other cool kids. And realized that he put hard work into this new game. And in fact, he, he, the, they took in mechanics and ideas on how rules should work for the game from you guys who wanted, wanted it. So but, I, I think it's good. And, and I think just on that note, they didn't take it away the previous version or the previous version from there, right? They took it away when they feel confident that this new version... Is, is superior. Is superior. Yeah. 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 Which I, I think it is. I mean, I like it being supposedly the last one, supposedly, in uh, for the Smash games. I don't think it will be. <laughs> um, I think that they did do a lot of good work on trying to make it competitive or like the ruling and what they wanted to do for it uh, to go forward with that. Because I, I got to be honest, until this one... It didn't seem like he cared about it becoming a competitive thing. Well, and the funnier thing is, too, is nobody is allowed to say my character is not in this game because every character yeah. is in this game. It's almost ridiculous. It's so small. That little character selection screen. <laughs> and they're adding like, more. There's still like postage stamps. There's still yeah, five more characters coming. At, yeah, we're not even at the end yet. <laughs> I, not, um, I know this is one of, our, one of our first podcasts. We announced that Joker is coming. I cannot tell you how excited I am to see him. It's in like Switch. Tetris cubes. Yeah. <laughs> The Tetraminos are going to be... <laughs> I mean, they did the Piranha Plant. Would Tetramino be so uh, so different? I don't know. Um, we're going to kind of jump around today and see how, sure. it, see how it works. I kind of just want to see uh, the flow. Um, the big news that I saw today in the gaming, the board gaming space was Kingdom Hearts has announced a board game. Yeah, and ta- Talisman. That is so strange and awesome. I think it's amazing that Talisman... Which I think came out probably like 1983. I mean, it's been around for a long, long time. And they've been just like over the past 10 years or so, 10, 12 years, they've been IPing it and then releasing it in their like Warhammer and various other franchises. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Talisman is, has managed to survive after, I mean, it, it's at basically abandoned for like 20 years. Um, have you guys played Tal- Talisman? In, I've played Talisman versions? once, yes. Okay. Um, I don't do explain it to me because I'm I'm curious. So Talisman, um, it it effectively has three rings. It's it's three. You know, so imagine a, a Monopoly board with a path around the outside, and then there's another path around the middle, and then another path around the the very center. So it's like thirty spaces with corners. And then um, maybe, I don't know, 12 spaces in the middle. And then it's like four spaces in the very center. And the core of the game is 
all of you are playing various characters. And for the most part, you can kind of just fight and work your way into the middle and then ultimately conquer the boss and win the game. Or you can, and, and you can help each other or you can attack each other. So I think I have Frankie's attacking. If you land on each other, you can effectively fight them. Or you don't can play you cards have to kind a of version like, of this game, James. I don't think I did. I you know I think it was Frank that had a version of Talisman. Because I remember this sounds very familiar. That's why I think I'm pretty sure I played it at least once, but it's been a long time. The downside is because it's an early <clears throat> 1980s board game, it takes a long time to play. <laughs> the good thing is that a lot of the um, a lot of the IP licensed versions of it, just like Risk, like there's a Game of Thrones Risk, and it's way better than normal Risk. It's really cool and fun. Just like that, usually when they IP license it, they modernize the rule set. And so you have all, all the amazing, cool nostalgia things from the original Talisman game, but then you have like newer things that actually allow it to end in a couple hours. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll play it like six hours. It's that'd like, be cool. I it's mean, like watching I'm, us play Gloomhaven. I'm pretty sure it being that they're making a Kingdom Hearts version, uh, it's got to have some kind of cool mechanics that are in Kingdom Hearts. So my my ultimate goal with this game <laughs> I know what's game coming. I know exactly I'm going to choose Donald. Okay. <laughs> and then instead of healing, I'm going to look through the equipment deck and I'm going to find that gun, gosh darn it. <laughs> and I'm going to get Donald Duck with a gun. That's gonna be my character every single time I play that one Kingdom meme, Hearts Talisman. That one meme uh, has made it. Oh my god! That just—it's great. I've never even played Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> but I love Donald Duck with a gun. Uh, speaking of another game coming out, this one is in the PC sphere. Um, Age of Wonders Planetfall was announced, and I can't tell you how many times I've played an Age of Wonders game and been happy. So, a sci-fi version of Age of Wonders is—that's uh, even better for me. I like. I, I love RTS yeah. games personally. I I wish that, um, I wish that somebody would basically kind of fix the genre, right? Because it sometimes it takes a game company to fix the genre by modernizing it and making it cool and popular. And yeah, so I mean, I want to bring something up about about it uh, that. I feel like RTSs, like people don't even know what that means because oh. there's been so long since an RTS just <laughs> actually come out. Well, I mean, Civ 6 is out, so that's, that's pretty popular. That's a 4X. That's what? Civ 6 is 4X. That's what it's called. Oh. Mm -hmm. 4X, Command Conquer, Command Conquer, um, Control, and something. In civilization, <laughs> but so all those civilization turn-based games where you you build up a civilization, whether it's in space or on a planet, in whatever, that's a four X game. Okay, as opposed to an RTS, real-time strategy game that you're like a, a general managing your your outpost. Um, so you get technology right, but you don't you're not building up over the course of centuries or, mm -hmm. or you know. It's the most notable games to compare it to are Warcraft, Frozen Throne, um, Starcraft, Starcraft 2, um, Halo Wars, Halo Wars 2. <laughs> you don't need to say sequels, we know. <laughs> for, for all you kids at home, just imagine that you're playing League of Legends, but instead of managing one hero, you managed all the mobs An army. and the heroes. <laughs> 
Originally, Dota came from Warcraft yeah. Frozen Throne. Uh, it's not like, I'd like to point out, it is. It, it sounds similar, but it is a real-time strategy, not a tactics game. Tactics games are slightly different. They feel similar in the, in the fact that uh, they play like a strategy game because they are a strategy game, but you are controlling a, t- a team of people and that's it yeah. usually. And it's usually... Uh, um, I, I usually hear those called squad. Okay. I, I've only heard it tactics because one of the first ones was Final Fantasy Tactics that did it well. Did it well. Yeah. And they were just called it tactics games. Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, so Ogre, uh, Ogre Battle did it well first and then Square copied their format and now all you square people uh all you you guys all talk about these knockoffs that square did <laughs> they blizzarded it it's they, like they blizzarded it it's like first dragon warrior came out and then square made their own version final <laughs> fantasy and now, now people barely even know what uh dragon warrior is speaking of that one's coming out i think it's already out i don't remember i'm excited for that one too um staying in the the game space here uh the Switch. We talked about the Switch last week. The Switch is getting Xbox Live, and we were trying to make sure that everybody knew that it, it getting Xbox Live didn't necessarily mean you're going to play games from Xbox on it. You're just going to be able to talk to your friends and all that stuff that you would do on Xbox Live that wasn't game-related. Well, we fucked up because it appears they're just getting Xbox games now. Uh, Halo and a bunch of other you know major Microsoft games are going to be on the switch and that hurts my head and i love it bro do you know how long i've waited to play halo on the go so i can actually teabag somebody who actually try like pwned me (laughs) and i actually got my first kill on them i thought you were gonna say i can't tell you how excited i am to play halo on the shitter (laughs) just that that was already achievable that was already doable (laughs) Yeah, if you, have, if you have a really big TV and you just leave the door open with your controller. <laughs> uh, no, I'm super excited to see what this means for this. This, By the way, people, I don't really want to teabag but, people. <laughs> just, just want to clarify that. that that's so 2005. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see what this partnership means. I want to dab means. on them now. Dab on them. Oh, God, stop it. <laughs> the teabagging is already... Just, oh, God. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what this partnership means in the future. Um, we all know as much as I'm a Sony fanboy, I don't think Sony's going to do anything partnership related for years, if at all, ever. They are so xenophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that also means that maybe eventually we can get something like a switch. But I mean, let's be honest, they really should because of how much they are. Well, yeah, everybody says that they should, but PlayStation, they need help being an asshole and they won't do it. And I love my, I love my PlayStation. That's my, that's my bread and butter right there. But I can, I can point out when they're being an asshole and they're being an asshole right now because they don't want to, they're, they're like, well, we gave you rocket league. That's enough. You can play rocket league cross platform. Now that's all you need. Stop whining. Can you give us a good game? We can play cross platform. Sorry for everybody who plays Rocket League. It's not really. It's it's remained popular for like what eight years. I yeah, mean, it's been, I don't even understand. It's been a while. Actually, looks kind of cool. Um, I'm just envious. Let's go to uh, the Netflix fear real quick. So a show that uh, Rich and I are ecstatic about. We love this show. We will preach it to the end of the earth. Just got their season two cast announced, and uh, we're talking about Altered Carbon. And if you haven't seen Altered Carbon at all then there's something wrong with you because you see something it. wrong with me 
because I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Damn it, Frankie. What the hell? <laughs> so, Rich, why don't you, uh, you might be able to explain it better. Why don't you, in as few words as you can, explain oh, what man, so hard. <laughs> Altered Carbon so, is. So, I mean, the core concept is it's set in a world kind of like Blade Runner. Right, so it's in the future. Humanity is exp- <laughs> humanity is ex- like expanded across multiple planets, and they discover this a- alien technology that allows them to move their consciousness from one body to the next. People that are rich can custom order genetic clones, whatever, and they can effectively live forever. They're called Methuselahs because effectively they they're like gods. Everybody else, like if you're if you commit a crime, you're imprisoned for for some reason. Your body might get used and you get put in cold storage. So you're in jail for four years. Well, other people can use your body for four years. And if your body dies, then you'll just get some other prisoner's body. It's it is kind of a crappy dystopian world. And uh, the story takes place with a um, kind of like ninja um, revolutionary who is pulled out of cold storage to help solve a murder. And so that, again, it's very much like Blade Runner, where you've got this whole uh, noir um, detective solving a crime. You've got sex. You've got violence. You've got crazy extreme versions of, of a possible future reality. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool. The, the only plot hole I had with this one or the only problem, and don't get me wrong. I love this show. I will preach it to the end of the earth. Go watch it. But um, <clears throat> his Kovach is his name. Yeah. Um, he had a reputation before he went into jail. About how ruthless and lethal he was. Not just him, though. His whole, like, religious sect. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, we're going to pull this guy out. We're going to make him do what we want. And we're like, this guy has killed thousands of people. You're not going to make him do anything. He's going to do what he wants when he gets his body back. And I felt like that was the gist of at least half of the show. Yeah, I don't really understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand that these people are supposed to be almost psychic. They're so highly trained, so aware of their mind and their brain and their senses that they're effectively psychic or at least that's the myths yeah and how they thought they were going to control this guy i i mean i guess it's because the the guy he thinks he's a god right he's lived for over a thousand years he thinks he's a god Mm -hmm. and I, i think that is part of the story is the arrogance of these billionaires and this is this is it's it's meant to be a reflection of the reality that the 1% has right now where effectively they live different um they live in a different world than I, we do i don't even know if i would, like i it sounds cool to be able to transfer your your consciousness again and again and again but at the same time i'm just kind of like feel i would just be like i've seen the same shit play over 50 not this time. I'll take your card. If 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 we each get one card for a second do-over, I'll take your card, Frankie. Don't worry. <laughs> this uh no, this show is and the 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 way that they even showed them like put being put into other bodies and them getting used to it. And it didn't matter. You could be put into a woman's body. It didn't matter the gender. It didn't matter what it was. If you were a guy, your consciousness was a guy. They could throw you into a girl's body. There's a whole new like thing for <laughs> transgender. It was there, it, there was a, a 7-year-old uh, Asian girl who died early, like a car accident or something. And so they put her body in the next available body, which was like a, a 25 year old, um, <laughs> like, uh, con, right. He like when he went to jail, so he lost his body. And so they just put her in there and he's like, 
Mommy? <laughs> Mommy? It's hilarious watching this big biker dude. Being oh, like, no, it what? was old. It was old. It was super old. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. And then especially it was even weirder when um, there was a love interest there that spanned past that, that body's expiration. So, like, they'll be put into another body and they'll be like, is it really you? And it's like like a 70-year-old guy and then like a 13-year-old dude. And they're like, yeah, it's me. I love you. And you're and like, it's so weird. And it really, I think it really does this cool job of exploring this idea of if if the person you loved effectively died, but somebody else got their body, would you fall in love with them too? Just because they look like the same person, even though their brain is a hundred percent somebody else. The other psychology behind it too is what is like, it's the basis, the basis of the show. What, what would you do if you could live forever? If you knew that there was no consequences to anything that you do, what would you do? And there's just all kinds of crazy shit they do in the show. You, you got to watch this. It's so good. You know, smoke your magic stuff and then watch this <laughs> and just just think about these we, brain we, puzzlers. We, <laughs> um, but the reason we brought it up is so it seems like the cast is all staying the same except for one person. And I know Rich is happy that the cast is staying the same because he has um, an, an affiliation or what did, we, what did you got? Okay. <laughs> Just because I think she's the most beautiful person on the entire planet has I like I'm a photographer. Like I notice these things. No, she is. She is very gorgeous. She actually did a really good job. Too. Like not just like, oh, she's and, a hot chick. And yeah, no, that's no, no. it. She can act. This and she did anger, well. this angry, like fiery detective thing. Like it's 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 cool. And I think exploring her emotional range. She was a, she was amazing. I mean, she comes from a she's a Spanish soap opera person. Mm-hmm. And so she was really able to just explore this full range of uh, of emotions that this character would have as these as these Methuselahs are just messing with her. Yeah, just messing with her hardcore. It, <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, I don't want. I don't think I've said anything that will really ruin anything. But when it happens, you'll know exactly what I'm talking. Oh yeah. About. And uh, so the the big deal was they um, didn't recast the main character Kovach, even though there was technically two of him because you had the Asian Kovach and yeah. then the white yeah. Kovach. I you, had, you had the past Kovach. Yeah, the past and the present. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is the new present because Anthony Mackie has been slated to be him. So yeah, Falcon from the Avengers is the new... I am excited as hell because I think Anthony Mackie is hilarious as an actor and this is a completely different role than what he's done yeah. before and I want to see how he does. I want to see how he pulls off the same personality. Yeah. He was the, the personality Kovach had. He's like a hard, you can't fuck with me. I'll kill you. Like it was, Oh God. But an uncaring, he's like, what do I care if you kill me? But Anthony Mackie could definitely, if he just gave that, like, <laughs> if he did the Frankie stare. <laughs> yeah. He, he could do it easily. He already like, he's done it a few times. in yeah. Avengers. Yeah, that's I remember. what I mean. Like, I feel like he could be like, you better shut up. <laughs> Let's not tell anybody. I just got my ass beat by Ant. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited to that. And then the other thing too, which uh, well, this is this is a spoiler. So if you haven't seen it yet, please um, plug your ears for just 10 seconds. But Poe is also coming back, and that is a big deal. It and is. I'm excited to see how and why. And Poe was absolutely the best character in that in that show. I think so for me. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a huge spoiler. 
But at the same time, they, the casting is public. So, I mean, yeah. we didn't spoil it. It's the world that yeah. we spoiled it. <laughs> so a character that you think is dead, he's back. It's just like how Star Wars said Luke Skywalker's coming back. Okay, so the next bit, I'm going to try and talk about this as much as I can without spoiling anything because Frankie is still behind. But Umbrella Academy is so far on February 27th, the absolute top show you must be watching on Netflix right now. If you want to have something to talk about at the water cooler for work, Umbrella Academy is the show. This fucking show i know we said it last week like oh this show is pretty good no this show is fucking amazing so So, just to just to uh be correct this is from my chemical romances lead singer gerard way gerard way yes and i believe the other it was co-written by gabriel by i think was the other person if i remember my credits that i'm rolling in my head right now but guys uh as someone who's only finished the second episode if you guys Want to know how to join the Black Parade? This is <laughs> this is how you do it, guys. By watching that. Sadly, he's actually right a little yeah. bit. Um, everybody's favorite character is Klaus in this one. Even Frankie, who's only seen a few episodes, Klaus is an amazing mm-hmm. character in this one, and only gets better with every episode. I, you know what? I I haven't even said this before. Uh, thinking about Klaus in general, uh, that actor, dude. It's only been two episodes, and he is just. He is really good at his expressions facially and body language, like how he gets across. <laughs> he was wearing the skirt yeah. that, that had me down. He's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's breezy on the bits. <laughs> yeah. just, he's just really good being a comic relief character. Um, to, not, to, to try and amp you up to watch it some more, the full extent of Klaus's powers were not explored until the last episode, and it gets fucking crazy. He's one of the most powerful. Crazy. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, people. That's the thing that why I like these superhero or like powered beings uh, series because in the beginning, you always like, oh, what's their power? But you don't, you you never like kind of like think pops up in your head that it could be like DD where they're going to level up, they're going to prestige. (laughs) Um, so the next two bits from Umbrella Academy are, like I said, I have to, I have to spoil something to, to move forward. But there was two specific scenes in this show. One actually brought me to tears, and I am not joking. I actually cried. You can ask my girlfriend. I cried. I cried for a different reason, though. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Um, the scene where um, Vanya does her thing to the four guys when they were getting mugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have been writing, quote, quote unquote, writing a novel myself for the last 10 years. And one of the ideas I had in this, the way that my character gets his powers was that he was he was triggered by something. And the way he triggered, it blew up um, out like it was like an outward force and it pushed every bad thing away from him. And they they did that exact scene right here. And it, it hit me hard because I was like, that's exactly how I see this thing in my head, it's right there. Like, it's crazy. And then the other scene was the very, very last episode. Um, it took me a second to realize what was going on, but the, the more Vanya did her thing and more and more, there was less and less color. Everything yeah. was turning white. And then at the very end, she's wearing completely white. The violin she was playing is completely white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, she didn't just do her thing. She absorbed color out of things. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And... 
Oh god, it was it was so good. I don't even remember who Vanya is. Good, just <laughs> yeah, lots of spoilers. But if you can't remember who the character is, then you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. He's gonna be like episode five, like that's fine. Oh fuck. <laughs> But overall, yes. Look, tonight, Richard will be like downstairs, be like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the good thing was, is it was so good, already sl- slated for a season two. And it absolutely needs a season two. I, you know, I. So then that makes me wonder with, um, with that announcement, we're probably going to see uh, Dread Wake. At Comic Con, I think he's probably going to get picked up to go to San Diego Comic Con. The timing is weird though, because he uh, he won't have the show done by the time Comic Con runs around. No, but that's the thing is he can go out to talk about it because it's so popular. Yeah, but how much is he going to talk about? It? Like, hey, remember that stuff that happened in the? They could release trailers there. I mean, there's a lot. To be fair, I the- think he's going to get so one of the cons is going to pick him up now to just talk about his show because. He's got like a lot of people are loving it from what from obviously the three of us. We to, all love it. And I've only seen two, two episodes. To be fair, I don't think Gerard Way could say anything that would spoil anything because of the way the show is written itself. You're yeah. like, uh, it's going to go this way. Nope. Didn't. I didn't I just, go that way. You know, I loved um, what was the what was the Netflix vampire um, vampire werewolf Frankenstein? Oh, uh, being human. No, that wasn't. Not that one? No, that was sci-fi. Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Netflix, you're right. it was like... You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, Hoth- Hawthorne or Crimsonberry or something. I, I can't... Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. It's there. I remember... Um, it had the Ouroboros in it, right? Yeah. Um, it starts... With, it does start with an H. Um, Hawthorne? No, it, it's... Uh, here. You keep talking and I'll find okay. it for you. So, I loved season one. You didn't really know what was going on. Things were weird. Turned out that there was a Dracula, there was a Frankenstein. Um, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. And Netflix could not pull it off season two and season three. I never even saw season three. I, I don't even... Season two was okay. And, and you know, the thing is, is there's a bunch of threesomes and stuff in season two, and I'm all into that. But <laughs> it, I can just go to Pornhub. I just don't... Like, the story's got to be good, too. And it wasn't. It was just kind of, eh. And I worry that Umbrella Academy is too crazy to pull it off a of season two. And I feel like I. It might be, but the, the way with it ended, though, they have they have people on the hook for the way that the season ended, that they know what they want. They know what the people want to see next. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll so, see. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely find out later. <laughs> Hemlock Grove too was, um, had uh, Skarsgård in it. I think it's Alexander. I don't think it's Bill. I think it was Alexander yeah. Skarsgård. He's also in um, the Hulu series that I forgot the name of all of a sudden that I keep preaching that you guys should watch. That Of course, it's gone now. Oh, well, I probably won't watch it. <laughs> What's, our, it's called? What's our next PowerPoint? PowerPoint? We're not using... We're using OneNote. One note. What's uh, our next one note? Okay, so this is a big deal to me. I don't know if you two care as much. Um, PewDiePie. I love this man. He's hilarious. All of his videos get me because they're they're just funny. Uh, he has been uh, barely, barely, barely ahead as the number one subscriber in all of YouTube, um, just above T-Series by probably uh, 10,000 or less subscribers now. Um, and he's tried to pull out everything he can to maintain it. And he's just doing all kinds of stupid shit and the stuff that he's doing. Like he even played Fortnite, which he, he hates as much as I do. 
And he was like, I, I'm doing it. I'm, you know, I'm doing it. Well, he somehow managed to get Elon Musk to host a <laughs> meme review. And that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. It wasn't just Elon Musk either. I think it was also Justin Roiland. Um, I don't, it was one of the two Rick and Morty creators. I always say the wrong name. So apologies if I got that one wrong. But so you have one of the guys that did Rick and Morty and Elon Musk hosting this meme review. And some of the memes were about Elon Musk. And he's like, that's pretty funny. That's that's me. It was, oh my God, it was, it was great. Elon Musk is crazy. Like he's, that's, that's what happens when you, you're a one percenter that's a geek. Yeah. He's, he's nuts, but he's like the good kind of nuts. Yeah. Like, he's making robots. We're going to the moon and Mars and just big giant drilling machine, like some sort of super villain. <laughs> and he was like, flamethrowers. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, I need to fund my project. <laughs> Buy my flamethrower. He's probably like walking around and he's like, damn. I wish I had Wi-Fi right now. You know what? I'm going to build a satellite with Wi-Fi I'm gonna and everybody it. can use it. Everybody's going to have Wi-Fi. He's like, you know what would be cool? A car that drives itself. Ah, fuck it. I'll just make it. <laughs> uh, uh, Elon Musk, uh, you, you're, you're a guy. You know what? You should, should talk to us. You're, I've, if you I've watch seen, this, you contact me. I've you seen a few people you. do the flamethrower thing too, like to show what it looks like and it's, it's legit fucking flamethrower. It's not like a little Nerf gun or like a, what do you, not a Nerf, um, uh, a super soaker gun <laughs> like they've made before, which is like, no, it's, it's, it's You're got talking about the, the, the one that ever, like, looks like a, like a assault rifle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's the maximum amount of fire it can At be least before it becomes I saw, I, saw, I recently <laughs> saw one on Momokun's like, um, uh, Instagram story. She was messing around with it. I think she like it does shoot like. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a foot long. It's like six feet, eight, ten feet. Yeah. Like it it's, it shoots pretty far. Uh, so that's that's our news. Um, there's one more bit of news, but this is going to be a, more of a discussion that we're going to have. Uh, I am very very upset with what I'm seeing in the in the headlines right now with with Captain Marvel, and. I don't know if anybody else knows what's going on. So let me let me bring up the article and explain it. So Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. And Brie Larson said something that apparently pissed off a lot of people. Pissed off. Like ang- angered a lot of people. So this had certain angered repercussions. Angered a certain type of person. A certain type of person, yes. Certainly. This had certain repercussions that we will go over in a second. But I want to read the exact quote. Exact, guys. The exact quote of what people are, are, are mad about. So she said... About a year ago, I started paying, paying attention to what my press days looked like and the critics reviewing movies, and I noticed it appeared to be overwhelmingly white males. So I spoke to Dr. Stacy Smith at the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, who put uh, together a study to confirm that. Moving forward, I decided to make sure that my press days were more inclusive. After speaking with you, the film critic Valerie Complex, and a few other women of color, it sounded like across the board they weren't getting the same opportunities as others. When I talked to the facilities that weren't providing it, they all had different excuses. I want to go out of my way to connect the dots. It just took me using the power that I've been given now as Captain Marvel. The role comes with all these privileges and powers that make me feel uncomfortable because I don't really need them. So this is one of the two. I might have to find the other one. But this is one of the two quotes that apparently blew up in her face. Because people were mad that she said white males run the press team. When white males do run the press team. So she was pointing out a flaw that she didn't like. She just wanted more diversity in her press team. That's what she wanted. More yeah, she, diversity. She's not saying she doesn't want any white males. Yes. She's, she's she not saying that. Diversity. She wants more diversity. 
And so, so for you guys, apparently, seeing as the internet uh, is blowing up about this, for uh, all you uneducated people who don't know what diversity uh, means, it means multiple different kinds of people. Yes. So uh, just want to clarify that for you guys that don't, aren't educated. And then there was a response that she wrote when this all happened. Yeah. And the response was, am I saying that I hate white dudes? No, I'm not. What I'm saying is if you make a movie that is a love letter to the women of color, there is an insanely low chance that a woman of color will have the chance to see your movie and review that movie. It really sucks that reviews matter, but reviews matter. We are expanding them to make films that reflect the people who buy movie tickets. I do not need a four-year-old white dude to tell me what didn't work for him in about uh, what didn't work for him about a wrinkle in time. It wasn't made for him, and that was the one that apparently ended it all. That's what everybody got pissed about. Uh, so because they said that a wrinkle in time wasn't made for them, that she's now a racist. I mm, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, uh, I thought Wrinkle in Time was a really just a, a travesty of an implementation of, of a book that I loved from, a, yes, from being so a kid. Um, but my... maybe it wasn't made for me. So I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm not offended that it wasn't made for me. Exactly. My piece for the internet, if you all think she's a racist, why don't you ask her herself if she's a racist? It might be that well, simple. How can they? Message her on her Twitter. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, honestly... Tweet you know, her out. Maybe the, she'll reply. Maybe she'll make a massive tweet. Wait, saying, wait. I disagree with there, Frankie. The The only person you can't ask if someone is a, Frank, uh, is a racist is the person themselves. Because you think they're just going to lie and... They can't know. They can't know. They can't know if they're They racist? can never know. Some people can openly know that they are being racist and that's yeah. comfortable with how they're being it. Yeah. But uh, there's many that just, oh, I'm not racist because I, I said this. I don't think most people think of themselves as villains, right? I think even white supremacist Nazi people, I don't think they see themselves as the villains that are um, the enemy in tons of movies. Hmm. They don't see themselves as enemies. So you can't ask them and you can't ask her if she's a racist. What you can do is you or can ask say, her how can, she feels. But you, but you could say, um, do you, do you not want white males to watch her movie? Well, she's already answered that. She's not saying that she doesn't dislike white males. Mm -hmm. She's already answered that. So if that's the question you're saying that you can ask, cause you can't ask her if she's a racist. Cause that she, I mean, she probably is racist. And I think everybody's, you know, I mean, you could ask to her, a certain extent like racist. On, yeah, I'm racist. Uh, you know, James is racist. Everybody's racist <laughs> a little bit. But are we supporting institutional racism? And I think that's the difference. Um, and some people don't want to be racist at all. And that's fine. I, I, I want to not be racist. But um, I can't really control that. I'm just, you know, I have my outlook from a 40 years of being on this planet. But what I can do is I can do everything I can to try to stop supporting institutional racism. And that's what I can choose to do. And she's definitely fighting for diversity. Um, I fight for diversity when I, when I make hires. I know that statistically, if you have a diverse workforce, that on average you have 18% more success. And it makes sense because <laughs> then you're able to appeal to more than just 40-year-old white males. Mm -hmm. And we're we're not the majority anymore, if we ever were. 
So because it's the internet and I have stuff in front of me, who knows if he actually said this. I do believe that he did say this, but I wanted to bring up a quote that I have that might be, might not be him. Patton Oswalt had something that, not to say to this thing specifically, but I feel it fits. It says, you got to respect everyone's beliefs. No, you don't. That's what you, that's what gets you in trouble. You have, you have to acknowledge everyone's beliefs. And then you have to reserve, you have to reserve the right to go, that's fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I feel like he's, he did that. He nailed it on the head. So the repercussions of what happened with her saying this. So a bunch of what we call social justice warriors, the SJWs, went to the internet and went to Rotten Tomatoes and uh, reviewed the movie as low as they could possibly uh, make it. While in turn also giving Alita Battle Angel the best review they could. Because that was, I guess, uh, another movie with a female lead that they thought was, I don't know. The Alita Battle Angel thing confused me why people started doing that. But they, on Rotten Tomatoes, they reviewed it so low that it got down to, I think, almost 17%. Um, and then Rotten Tomatoes turned it off. They just turned off the review. I love that they wasted all their time. Yeah. Well, and people were getting mad. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Rotten Tomatoes, we pissed off Rotten Tomatoes so bad that they had to turn it off. No. The reason Rotten Tomatoes turned it off is you can't fucking review a movie when it's not even out yet. Like, you can't give it this score. Mm-hmm. There, you can't have 20,000 reviews of a movie nobody's seen yet. But nobody nobody has respect for Rotten Tomatoes anymore, right? So you can't <laughs> trust the numbers. Um, I don't I, have respect for critics anymore. Uh, I mean, the whole Anthem situation, too, is critics are saying the game is bad. People is are bad. saying the game is good. No, I, not. I don't know because I haven't played it yet. I still think it's bad from my demo I've played, but... Uh, I've seen lots of people playing the game say that it's buggy and that uh, it doesn't look like the bugs have been fixed yeah. since they were reported early on and then they just haven't been <clears> fixed, <throat> which means they're probably never going to be fixed. Um, there, you know, There's other breaking news from, I think, today, maybe yesterday. You see the news about um, THQ Nordic doing a AMA with uh, 8chan. Yeah, I did see this news too. So it's just kind of related. I just feel like yeah. I know it's jumping, but it is no, kind yeah, of like the is. same people. They're uh, literally the same people. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. We're I feel a, bad that I just said 8chan instead of 8chan. It's probably 8chan, like <laughs> Romanji style. Well, no, because I think... Come on, a- Weeb, tell me. I think 8chan was formed from when 4chan started shutting stuff down. Yeah, yeah. And it, for, it's, I think it's 8chan. Oh, 8chan. I do think it's 8chan. Oh, weird. All right. Um but what, what pisses me off, or what make not piss me off, what makes me laugh is how many of these people say, oh, you know what, because she said this and this is her politics, I'm not going to go see this movie. And I will have an effect by not going to see this movie. But when we look at the numbers right now, it is the third most pre-sold movie in existence, only beaten by Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther. But this is, ro- this is why they're correct. This is why they're correct. This is why they should be afraid. These people, which I mean, technically, these people are fighting for me and for you. They're fighting for us. Not me. And not. we're not you. You look, <laughs> you look a little too dark. Fucking, they're not fighting for you. Fucking Italian. Um, they're fighting for me and you, and and they don't understand. They're like, why? Why would we want more diversity? And it's because I like the world and I like all these other viewpoints and I love the conversations that come out of these other viewpoints, Mm -hmm. but they're correct in their fears. Their fear is that 
white males no longer have a voting majority over products, politics, all these things. So in politics, they, they've, you know, they've got 200 years of, of dominating. Uh, well, not only dominating, but also like cheating. Yeah. So they've, they've set up the scenario for this day so that they can have more of a vote than they would if you were to literally just count all the people in this, in this country, Mm -hmm. but purchasing power, they've lost it. They do not have the purchasing power anymore that they used to unless, you know, unless uh, 1% Trumpsters are going to start buying 10,000 copies of movie tickets to be like, (laughs) Hey, you know, this, you know, we still, we're still here. Like, no, the one percenters still have Bill Gates really liked the Alita battle angel. He bought (laughs) 70,000 tickets to it. So he cleared out every theater. Nobody even saw the movie. He just, he just wiped hey, it Did out. you see how good it was? No, I didn't even fucking see it. I couldn't buy it. It was sold out two months. Um, yeah, so they're, they're right to be afraid because the, the way they're acting is reasonable animal behavior of an of a animal that's threatened and feels like they're losing something. And they, they've already lost it. It's done. Do you, do you like that, Internet? You were just called animals. <laughs> Dirty, filthy animals. So of the entire whole discussion and critic and all this stuff that's happened, my favorite comments so far was the countless people I read just on the Marvel when Marvel did their their trailer. You can see the comments there of why did they have to go and make Captain Marvel a girl? Why did they have to do this? And I was like, whoa, whoa. Captain Marvel is a woman. I don't understand what you're talking about. So I had to tell like at least... 20 times today I typed out captain signifies rank not gender you dipshit. So yeah captain that was well, uh, yes that's true. Captain but Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, <laughs> uh, captain Marvel is a female in the comics it, by the way. If you didn't know for is now. 30 yes. years yes. is now. Is now. Originally she uh, or, uh originally 50 years captain, ago uh, Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel. It was Miss Marvel. Uh, the name wise yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. And then the person that was that had Captain Marvel's powers that she has now wasn't named Captain Marvel. It yeah, was uh, Mar- Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah. And yeah, just the but whole. She's been named Captain Marvel since end of nineteen nineties or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it's been a while. It's been a while. So that's my favorite one. They're like, I can't believe you'd ruin comics like this. Go read the comics. She's not a woman. I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> I don't. You guys are idiots. Like. <laughs> Uh, that's been my favorite one. All right, we're gonna move on to our last little segment here. We told you last week. I just threw an idea that I wanted to talk about time travel in all of our, all of our aspects of the stuff that we talk sure. about in the show. And so we're gonna talk about our favorite and maybe sometimes least favorite. There's some goods, there's some bads, but there's mostly goods in in our video games, our board games, our movies, and our animus. And I think we're gonna start with animus. All right, the weed weeb. The weed I, weed. I named Frankie the weed weeb. The weed weeb. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, time travel in anime, as you guys know, it's pretty redundant. There's there's so many animes that could be listed that have aspects of time travel or even really like end up being the whole plot behind the story. So, I, I, I'm going to pick two. Uh, I only picked two that I really want to talk about just to make sure that we stay on course. I think one of the ones you might say is 
pretty big nail on the head about time travel, though. I'm, yeah. I'm pr- pretty sure it's... It, it, doesn't, it doesn't try and trick you about what the show is about, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, we're, we, like we said, we're trying to p- give you guys the best and the bad. But I really can only bring you the best uh, for anime. And I gotta say, it's the girl who leapt through time. <laughs> it's pretty just, uh, nail on the head right there. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it's about? Um, uh, time travel? Yeah, you're pretty right. <laughs> so, uh, tell, tell it to me again. Because I, I feel like you've described it to me like three times now. So in in the beginning, she's uh, it's all about her uh, rushing to go to school, or mm-hmm. I, if I'm remembering, at yeah, school. Yeah, yep. Um, and she's rushing, she's rushing. She gets on her bike and she's dry, like you know, pedaling real fast. And she's like, "Oh God, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go." And then she's realizing, like, "Oh, like it's not slowing down, it's not slowing down." And from this, because I'm just uh, giving you guys the trailer, and all of a sudden, she's like in the air, like "Oh God!" And just like that, a train is said to hit her. Yep. But from what you, as the watcher, see, is she just wakes up in some uh, some other alternate time. I don't want to go too crazy deep into it because I want you guys to watch it. Um, if you haven't seen, it. I mean, it's it's actually pretty old. I I don't have the exact year of when it came out, but it's it's pretty old. For an anime, the director is the same guy who did Summer Wars, Wolf Children, uh, Your a, Name, a boy, right? uh, boy and the Beast. No, Your uh, Name no, is your, yeah, it was different. You're right. You're right. Uh, is a different uh, director. It was it was very old, by the way, not just a little old. This movie came out in 2006. Yeah, so <laughs> a total of 13 years. So he knows math. So I, I wanted to like when I, I knew you were going to bring her up. Um, I wanted to, to describe the three types of time travel because I think that when you talk about time travel, I think most people think immediately about one of three types. Yes, and one of those I know you're going to say is the first one I think was like Doctor Who type time travel. Yeah, time yeah. travelers. Yeah. Like literally people who are um, traveling through time. Or space. Or, in, or space. In a, uh, in a box that's dimensional. In, in basically, <laughs> they have technology or magic to travel through time. And the story is about them traveling through time. Obviously, the time machine is the first story that we got to see this, where the character is going through multiple different times. And that's very, very different from the girl who left through time. Because the girl through, who left through time, she is a time traveler once. Yeah. And never again. Mm-hmm. She's traveled through time to the same yeah. time. Um, the other One of the other types of t- time travel is people who travel through their own life. Butterfly effect. Yep. Perfect example. Um, Good movie, too. You, you could argue that Groundhog's Day is a person who is... Causing a butterfly effect to break him out of his time travel well, cycle, Well, he's experiencing the same day over yeah. and over and over again, so it... If if he had the magic power to be like, hey, I really want to solve this problem, and when he fails, he just travels back and repeats it again until he does, then that's effectively Groundhog Day. Right? Umbrella Academy. <laughs> um, and then you have like history time travel, and that's what this girl is. The time travel is not even important. It's just it's literally just like um, the movie Timeline, where Michael Crichton has the main characters go back to France. Um, through it through a wormhole or whatever, but um, it's 
it's made, those, those stories are basically made so that the audience can experience another timeline, like another history, mm-hmm. basically without history class. Yeah. So you can, and you can see that world through your eyes because presumably that character, like this girl, she's representing the audience, mm-hmm. right? So um, you get to see like, oh, this is so weird, like so different because she has to learn how to like do manners that the way they were in ancient Japan or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. It's funny too, because in my examples of, of some video games, I think I have all three of those examples in there. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah those, those are the three <laughs> types that I, that I identified as I was thinking about it yep. for this, for this bit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what was your, so we had the girl who left through time and that you said is a good one. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the best one. If you guys are trying to watch something about time travel, um, and to to reiterate, um, the girl who leapt through time is a movie, is an animated movie. It's an mm-hmm. anime. Yeah, it's but it not, is a not a series. series. It's just a one. Uh, I believe it's almost uh, hour, almost two hours. Yeah, like hour forty five. I think. Yeah, I think I just had the runtime right here. Hold on. Um, hour forty four. I'm good at this. It's really, I wouldn't say fast paced, but it's pacing and how it describes everything to you and puts everything in place is is at a nice decent pace at a normal pace i wouldn't say it's too slow or it's too fast um which can happen a lot with anime sometimes like <laughs> specifically your name that we talked about i feel dude there was a part where i felt like it was like slow yeah for that one and there's another one um bakemonogatari mm-hmm. where I don't think it's not time travel related, but it's so fast paced that I can't even read the words before they're off the screen because they're trying to cram so much into this. Like I remember watching the one episode and it was like, I'm like, what happened? It's gone. And that's, that's the pacing I don't like when you're trying, there's lights basically, and you're just distracted by stuff and you can't catch up. I I have the second uh, that's not so good. And (laughs) I want, I want, I want to read the name correctly. So you can help me read that again, because Therme Rome is how I see it. Okay, that's what I thought it was. And this whole anime, uh, I have the details here. Um, I watched a little bit of it, and uh, I'll t- first I'll tell you guys my experience. It's about Did you give it the three episode rule. Like, yes mm-hmm. and no, because <laughs> like oh, the last really episode, bad. I just kind of <laughs> you're like I can't do it. I can't yeah, do it. It was because it. As you saw, you guys can't see this like GIF, but it's the, these men in a hot spring talking, and it's about most time travel anime. Uh, this is a description. Most time travel anime seems to focus on people from the future or the present. Thurman Roman uh, is an odd one out of for showing someone from ancient Rome traveling to modern day Japan. Perhaps even more interesting. This is used as a setup for exploring how baths and rituals surrounding <laughs> them are similar between ancient Romans and Japan, uh, oh. Japanese. How many episodes of this? Because can they make a 10, 13 episode anime about how baths work? The <laughs> Japanese can. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, and that's what I like the whole time I was watching it. I was just like, what is happening? I'm so confused. Because they were just like, they're like, look at the look at this gif. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's you got yeah. They're they're just staring into space. The two characters like they're just staring. They're not even looking at each other. Yeah, so it's 
You don't make eye contact in the bathroom. <laughs> so like it said, <laughs> Number it's, one rule it's about a character traveling into a different world. Kind of basically like... Um, uh, I am unsold on this anime already. So it seemed, yeah, no, it, that's why it's the bad one. It, it, yeah. it went down too. Like yeah. it was, Frankie was like, "It's about a Roman guy." Like, okay, who goes to the future in Japan? Oh, okay, okay. Who's gonna learn about? Okay, oh, bats. What? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why it needed to be made. It was funny, but all at the same time, mm, you guys really don't need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So those are the two. I'm convinced. Those are the two we have from. Uh, from Frankie on, on the sad, the good and the sad. Um, <clears throat> I played a lot of video games in my time, and I feel like I've found a couple good ones. I don't think I have any bad ones. Uh, depending on how you feel about them, though, you might have a different opinion. All right. You as in you listening, not rich. Um, I'm all that matters. But the number one, <laughs> the, <laughs> the number one best time travel game in existence is also my most favorite game in existence. Oh, and it's Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Anytime someone ever asks me what my favorite game is, they will always get the same answer out of me. I have yet to play a game better than Chrono Trigger in my life. Um, for you those know, who don't know, Chrono Trigger is literally a time travel game. I've never played Chrono Trigger. You fucking asshole. But the only thing I know about it is the artist is Akira Toriyama. Yes, he is. It came out when you were born, Frankie. Don't you <laughs> want to play a game when you were born? Uh, so <laughs> you, you, you are a... Um, I wouldn't even say hero. It doesn't start off like a hero. So it starts off with your best friend doing a science experiment at the Millennial Fair. And you bump into, or you find out later, is the princess of the kingdom that's there. Um, your best friend has just made a teleporter. And they have the two pads standing probably five, ten feet away from each other. And she's going to show you that you, she can move one person from this pad to this pad. So you as Chrono, or whatever you name him, because he doesn't technically have a name, but people call him Chrono, um, go into the first teleporter and successfully get teleported to the other side. Yay. Um, Marl, or Marley, I don't know. I called her Marl. She's the princess. Um, she goes in the teleporter, and when the switch gets flipped, her necklace that she's wearing starts affecting the whole time thing. And all of a sudden, she just gets shot through time. So the rest of the game is you figuring out, one, that you can travel through time through this portal that she created. So you go back and save her. And then you find out that in 1999, which was funny because I think this game out came in 1985, maybe? 1995. 1995. So it's pretty old, but they're saying that the end of the world happens in 1999. <laughs> um, they're trying to prevent that from happening. Umbrella Academy. Um, they're trying to prevent the end of the world from happening. And so they go from, let me see if I can remember all my, all my years. Um, the pa the present is 1000 AD. They go all the way back to 65 million BC, 12 million BC. Um, there's one in there, I think. 65 million BC, 12 million BC. Um, damn, there's one in there that I'm missing. Uh, the present, 2300 AD, and the end of time, or 1999 AD, which is the end of the world. The end of time, which goes off of the scale. Sure. And then I think there's one other spot, but uh, you go through all these these little places, and of course you find a character in basically each of them to take with you on your on your travels. And it is my favorite game strictly for the fact that it had twelve different endings. So depending on what you did and when you did it, it changed the ending. And it wasn't like this is on Super Nintendo, by the way. So and it wasn't just like yeah. oh, it changed uh, a graphic from blue to green. No, the entire ending was completely different. If you play through the game normally, 
you you know save the world. And then you start the game over on New Game Plus, which also was the first game to have New Game Plus. You uh, start... Zelda was the first game to have New Game Plus. Sorry. Think... Zelda I... versus NES. I... Oh, you're right. Okay, so that wasn't... But it wasn't technically called New Game Plus. You just put in Zelda and it became a New Game Plus. No, when you, when you beat the game, the next time you played, it was. But you could just cheat and just put in put Zelda, Zelda and yeah. then skip. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Don't question me. <laughs> and then... Um, to be honest, to be fair. When the Millennial Fair happens after a new game plus and she opens up the little teleporter thing and she says, hey, step in here and you step in the wrong one that takes you directly to the end of the game, the final boss to fight by yourself. And that's a completely different ending there. And they did this eight more times at different points of time where you can go back and travel. It's the best game ever. This is a perfect example of how Square totally ripped off Final Fantasy. <laughs> um no, this is this is Square. Square uh, Final Fantasy was nineteen eighty seven, and uh, Chrono Trigger was amazing. I, Chrono Trigger was the pinnacle of this format at that time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, there's still something that they did in this game I have never seen another game do successfully quite as well, and that was what they called the double. Um, oh God, I forget what it was even called what the actual term was, but there was a double attack and a triple attack where. You know, you have your wait meter, so you, you attack and then you wait a certain time and then you can attack again. Well, you could have it to where if all three of your party members' wait meters were up and ready and you had the correct unlockable thing that you unlocked, all three of them could bind their attack into a single attack and it would do even more damage than normal, than just them attacking singly. I mean, they've added that. Triple in tech, that's what games. it was. They've Double added- tech and triple tech. Okay. But the, what I liked about it was it was completely different animation for each one that you did, too. Mm. It was super cool. Anyways, um, that was one of those examples where you literally travel through time. Sure. You yeah. go back and forth through time. Uh, Bioshock Infinite is next on my list. Um, it's a good game. I like it. This was the third game in the Bioshock yes. franchise. And the first two didn't really have anything to do with time travel. No. Uh, the third this is one a very did. different game. Yeah, it's it's different, but I still, I still liked it. I, 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 still hard to beat the original. Um, Bioshock because that was just so good. Still yeah. sad we're never going to get the is, rest of it. Infinite is the best, but only because it was made last. True. I, I think if they were to make Bioshock with that storyline again, it would you know it'd be better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Bioshock Infinite was you're the main character you're playing as meets another girl who has this power to open rip open portals and you see stuff happening. Like you don't necessarily go through them all the time. I, I don't think you go through them at all. But you're, you're doing all this stuff and you're seeing that she can open portals through time and all this stuff happens. And then when you come to the end of the game, spoiler alert, you find out that the guy you're playing as and the guy you're trying to kill is you. So you're trying to prevent you from doing something bad in the future by going back. And it's confusing as all crap, but it's super fun. And that's that example of you traveling through your own history mm-hmm. and, and trying to change things. And then um, it also had like a really cool couple songs in there. They picked a couple songs from like the 1990s because she technically ripped open a portal that had like buses and stuff. And there was like, you know, it showed yeah. the 90s and there was music. It was super cool. I liked it. Uh, and it also had um, a grappling hook system, which that alone was just cool. We just shoot stuff and grapple hook. Um, <clears throat> the other example we had, so that was the second one. The third example of what you were saying of traveling through your own time to fix things, Zelda Ocarina of Time, which probably second on my most favorite games that I've played in a while. That's more that cell shaded uh, Fisher Price graphics. It depends on what you're playing, right? 
If you're playing on six, the 64 version, that's just, that's not cell shaded, right? Isn't it cell shaded? I don't think so. No, no you're thinking of the Wind Waker. Oh, I am thinking Wind Waker. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Ocarina right, you're of Time right. is the one that he literally play. Or he puts, yeah. pulls the sword out and gets older, puts the sword yeah. back and gets younger. Yep. And all I got to say about that game is the fucking water dungeon. The water dungeon in that game is the stuff of nightmares for many people. I beat it on the first try. <laughs> no, you didn't. I beat it on the first try with the strategy guide in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just, I mean, it's a good game. Zelda games, in my opinion, are awesome. I have my first tattoo, and the only tattoo I have is the Triforce. So I love, I love my Zelda stuff. I thought stuff. you had a second one. No, that's the only one. That's just a dot. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was when I tried to get it, and I got scared. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and then another example of a good game done very well that's old is Earthbound. Earthbound is just a really freaking good game. It, I, I don't remember Earthbound. Okay. It's kind of in the same vein of Chrono Trigger, and it was on Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, it was uh, Mother, I think that was just Mother was her name, and there was a, another character, Buzz Buzz, who traveled through time with, you know, did all these things, and it's kind of the same vein of Chrono Trigger, just not done as well, but still a good game. And, uh, of course... Except for at the final boss is a fetus. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, of course, um, some of Frankie's favorite Smash characters also come from that game. Yes. Ness and... Lucas? Lucas. I wanted to want to say Seth. I, was, I don't know why I want to say Seth. Seth is one of the uh, um, Castlevania characters, I believe. That's Simon. Simon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. And then yeah, a, know. A, an example of a game about time travel where it's just not good. And this is a, this is a good pull, I thought, when we were talking about it. Echo the Dolphin to Defenders of Time. <laughs> um, I mean, you could get lost playing Echo the Dolphin by just doing flips and stuff and swimming through, but I never beat that damn game. I, I never, never even, beat it. I never even knew what... I didn't to, know it had an ending. I didn't even know how to even progress through the story. I just kind of did the swimming thing and... Yeah, I got points and stuff. I just didn't... <laughs> and I remember... I remember like reaching a point where there was lights in the sky or something, and I didn't realize if I'd kept going, there would have been this whole alien thing going on yep. and stuff. Um, I didn't know. I back then there wasn't internet, and there was a lot of games that didn't really go out, go anywhere. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. So yeah, those those are the games I think you should try. I, I did have one honorable mention. Um, I wanted to bring up because it's a really good game. Real quick. It is technically about time travel, but you don't really do much in it. And that was Time Splitters. And I felt like if I didn't say Time Splitters, I might get the whole wrath of the internet put upon me. But we are still waiting. Um, I forgot who made the game, but we are still waiting for our next Time Splitters game because there is a large audience that loves that game, including myself and Frankie, I believe. Yeah, no, it's I played it all the time on the play, PlayStation 2. It's been such a long time since that. Was there a duck? What do I do? I remember a duck. No, I just remember the main character being bald and having sunglasses, eyes, or something. <laughs> that's that's Half Life. You just described Half Life. Not Half Life. I'm sorry. Uh, Team Fortress. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's. Yeah, I think he's right. Um, movies. We got some All time right. travel movies. So, movies. Um, I, I realized that while I watch a lot of TV shows that are set around time travel um i don't watch a lot of movies and i mean you know obviously there's back to the future obviously there's uh well i don't know obvious groundhog's day i actually disagree i, don't, I really don't like calling groundhog's day a time travel <laughs> movie 
but um, Primer, Primer, if, if you like indie films, if you like really out there, makes you think movies, uh, Primer is a good, weird time travel movie. It's, it's not a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's not a good movie. <laughs> but if you like indie movies, if you're okay with bad movies that make you think, Primer is a great hardcore science time travel movie. This, this might be a Danny movie. One of my other best friends loves B movies that are bad. And this might be on. I hesitate to even call it a B movie because <laughs> it's just an indie film. Okay. It's, right. So it's just yeah. super low budget. It, it, it would like if it had a bigger budget, I guess maybe it would have been a good movie. It wouldn't have been a B movie or whatever, but it's just a low budget film. So effectively they take the, the, the writers take the concept Ethan, uh, Ethan Hawking. Ethan Hawk. Is that right? Is that an actor? No, 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 no. no. Um, man, what? Oh my gosh, who's the who's the physicist? Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. There you go. Ethan it confused me because Ethan Hawking, I think, uh, is in a time travel movie. Ethan Hawk is in Gattaca. There, there. I think. Yeah. Now I gotta yeah. look at it. Now yeah, he is, it. but he's also in a time travel movie. Oh, okay. okay. That's what kind of confused me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Stephen Hawking proposed a way to do time tra- time travel, and so they basically like, you know, they don't do it very well, real, but they try to put it in this movie, and you can. the The idea that Stephen Hawking said is that if you want to do Steve uh, time travel for real, you would have to create a device, and then you'd wait for the future, and then you would get in the device and go back to where it started. And that's how that's what the math says. So you can't go to before the machine exists, but you could start the machine and then go back in time at some point in the future, back to when you started it. But you couldn't go forward in time. No. Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Nobody. Most people aren't really too interested in that. Um, though, if you have a machine that you can start and then you can go into the future, I guess you could go back to when you started it. So because so, it's. A, Future so, travel is only interesting if you can go back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're so right. basically, we're like saying, let's actually build this machine now, wait some however long years, and then we'll get in it. No, it's not even that. It's like, let's build a machine because we know in the future, the machine that we built, they know they'll figure out how to make it time travel, but now we have it well, here. And, and the math even says, like, you can't get in or out. So you basically just like put the cat in the machine and start it. And then uh, it costs like a trillion dollars of energy. And then afterwards, the cat will come back in time, back to when you first turned it on. So you, 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 put, you spend a trillion dollars. You give me a trillion dollars. Okay, guys, you give me a trillion dollars. You put the cat into the box. And then I'll hit the button. Then I'll open the door. And I promise you that cat will have come back from the future to when I turned it on. It went back and it came all the way back. So it, it, it lived into the future a week. <laughs> and then it came back to when I just when I just turned it on. I don't know. It's weird. Ta-da! Watch Primer. Watch, just watch Primer, guys. It's that Quantum kind of confusing. Quantum physics, guys. Quantum <laughs> physics. Well, right. I think it's because of the budget itself. It's like, how do we make it so we can make it look like it went in time or explain that it went in time but not actually go back? Yeah. So um, TV shows, on the other hand, though, Lots of really good TV shows. Uh, Continuum. Continuum is my all-time favorite time travel TV show. It has the smoking man from X-Files, William Davis. He is amazing. 
Um, this the whole story is good. Continuum is amazing. It's uh, set in Canada. Um, there's actually a big film industry. Actually, a lot of things you've watched have been filmed in Canada. Yeah. Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys is good. Actually, I was thinking about it. I, I before the show, I, I thought about Twelve Monkeys, and I do love Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys has the kind of time travel I really like, where you make changes, and you're like, oh, I fixed the problem. Oh wait, now the world's different, and different problems happened. Yeah. So then you go back in time again, and you try to fix those problems. But the world keeps getting like more and more screwed up. And I just love that, that kind of time travel. That kind of falls in the same line and the same vein as me with like something like Umbrella Academy, where you're you had a time traveler who went back or went in future and saw something that bad that happened. And you're trying to prevent it from happening. And by preventing it from happening, you caused it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, and I really I really love the idea that the only way it would happen is if you made it happen, but you don't know that. So <laughs> by the act of you building the time machine to fix the problem and going back, you actually cause it to happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, you are the problem. Then um, Travelers is actually my current, possibly my all-time favorite, but definitely my number two favorite time travel show. I mean, obviously I like Doctor Who, um, even like as far as movies, obviously I like Back to the Future, but um, they're almost like, I mean, saying you like Doctor Who is like just a given for most geeks. Yeah. So I hate to say it. So Travelers, it, man, you got to watch Travelers. It's so good. I feel like it's the same with Back to the Future, too. Like, like what's your favorite time travel movie, but not Back to the Future? Yeah, because that, that's yeah. the standard. <laughs> um, a fun movie, a fun movie, it's not my favorite at all, is Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Man, I hate that guy. But I love his <laughs> movies. I love his movies. You know who needs to do a time travel movie? Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> you and Paul Rudd. You're always going on about Paul Rudd. Um, mediocre movies. X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm, yeah, eh, not great. Not bad. Not great. It, it's okay. And in the old days, like 15 years ago, I've been like, oh, thank goodness I'm getting a superhero movie. But now I'm like very picky on my superhero movies. Like they got to be amazing or I don't want them. I, I, think, I feel like they actually... One of those two, First Class or Days of Future Past. I think it was First Class because I don't even know if I finished Days of Future. I don't remember now. It's been a while. Also, Age of Apocalypse was the other yeah. movie in the same. Um, but there was one line in there that distilled Wolverine's attitude and persona into one single line. And it was my favorite thing. And I think it was in that one when they went back. and they were Oh, like, it, it is Days of Future's Past. When they went back to go get Wolverine and he was like, fuck off. And then they were just like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> I love that one. All right. Um, crappy movies. Movies that are junk. I don't think you need to watch them, um, which means you probably should watch them if you're movie junkies that just like to watch movies, even if they're really bad. Interstellar. Oh, fuck. That movie was so awful. It just, I wanted to like it. I, like, I saw the trailers and I was like, I want to see this. And I didn't see it because I was like, I just felt you know, you could just you get the feeling sometimes you're like, you know what? That's not going to be good. It was bad. It I was, remember wasting my two hours watching that movie being at the end. Like, I don't even what happened. Um, Timeline is the other crappy movie that um, is based off Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton is the person who made Jurassic Park. He made a bunch of other movies or a bunch of other novels that turned into movies. A lot of time um, travel stuff too. Maybe not necessarily like Jurassic Park is yeah. technically time travel. You uh, bring dinosaurs. He also did things like Rising Sun. He oh, yeah. also did like a lot of cool stuff. But 
Uh, timeline, it's just garbage. It's just, it's a bad movie. The book is pretty good, but the the movie is just crappy. Um, what I really question is, um, do you guys think that Minority Report counts as a time travel movie? That's tough. Because, I can I can see why you could say it is a time travel movie, yeah. but it's more metaphysical, I think. Well, I mean, they're basically looking into the future. To prevent bad things from happening now. Now. Yeah. And so it's like if if you built a, a like if it wasn't psychic, right? They're psychics. But if you built a computer iPad, which actually is in runaways, if you build huh. right, if yeah. you build an iPad that could look into the future, and then you said, Oh, I don't like that. So then I'm gonna change things today, I would feel like that's kind of a time travel movie. Well, that's I mean Umbrella Academy, but instead of a iPad he went yeah and that's what and that's what I'm saying that's why I'm arguing is that just the fact that they're psychic and that they're using psychic powers to look into the future I still feel like it's um, ultimately exploring that same kind of concept of wait a minute because because that's the whole basis of the movie is that the future that you see or that they saw doesn't actually happen the way that the way that it was uh, supposed to yeah so yeah. Um, I think that was the last of your movies, right? That's the, that's the end. That's we, all I have. we have a, a, and it just popped into my head right now, okay. but there's an honorable mention that I feel like if we don't mention it, I'm going to be sad when I listen to this later. All right. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Oh man. You know, I, I, that's the same as, um, back to the future. <clears throat> Honestly, I like Bill and Ted's excellent, uh, adventure probably more than back to the future. Back to the future is a better movie. Yeah. No, no doubt. And I think we were talking about this last time. I think I'm one of two people in the entire universe that liked Back to the Future 2 more than the other ones. Yeah, you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Back to the Future in general. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, I like anything with Michael J. Fox in it. Um, but I almost like him. I feel like I like, like anything with Michael J. Fox or Christopher Lloyd in it. Because Christopher Lloyd's been yeah, in a lot of good movies yeah, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, is this a surprisingly shorter episode than normal? No, that's an hour and a half and yeah. we've actually got an interview guys. So yeah, um, we have an interview coming up like the, right after this. Yeah. This, this week we're gonna have two episodes. So definitely check out that other episode. Do we, do we know who our interview E is? Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. He's a vampire. He's a real life vampire. I don't know. He <laughs> plays one on TV. Dude, it's almost like it's like, I think he's a sharp vampire. Uh, what? Like he's sharp. Like, like, you know, I thought you said shark. Like, I was like, baby no, shark. He's, <laughs> he's, you know, like he's attentive. Very sharp. Very sharp. Like, like a katana. Like mm-hmm. as, as sharp as a blade. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was done playing in the game. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, uh, one Byron, of our, it's Byron Xtend Smith. Yeah. He's the actor for the uh, Daywalker. Daywalker. Yeah. So, it's gonna be so awesome. yeah, we're going to do an interview. Um, of course, you know, we can't leave you guys without our. Our poll slash would you rather question. <laughs> I think Rich went out of his way in this one to make it a really. What was last week though? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I didn't even oh look up the results, did I? God, I'm stupid. Oh. I was so excited about the one he made this I time. I didn't try not to say it. God, how bad did this go? How how I want to know. What was our last one? Uh, who's a better sidekick? Oh, that's right. Um, Chewbacca. Did it even get posted? There we go. Or Hermione. Like, uh, oh, 
That makes no sense. <laughs> so our last poll, our last question we asked last week was, who is the better sidekick, Hermione Granger and Chewbacca? And I think it might have been not as resounding because it was only a 5% difference, but people were probably mad we called Hermione a sidekick. I, honestly, I was kind of trolling. I kind of wanted people to complain <laughs> that I called her a sidekick. Nobody even commented. Technic- <laughs> I know. Technically, she kind of was. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think they were just offended and left. Yeah, it was 55, that, 55 to 45%. <laughs> Chewbacca won. He is the better sidekick. He is, yeah. All right, so. What's our, what's our poll this week? You had a good one. Would you rather sit through Batman versus Superman 2 or 50 Shades of Furry? <laughs> Wait, wait, you forgot the extenuating circumstance in Batman vs. Superman Well, obviously, at the end of Batman vs. Superman 2, super, uh, Batman's going to find out that Superman's cousin has the same name as his cousin. Neil! How do you know Neil? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed the uh, podcast today. Like I said, if you keep paying attention, we have an interview coming up this week as well. So stay tuned. Dorkside Cookies on Patreon, YouTube, and everything. What are you doing, Frankie? I think he's doing his goodbye, but not goodbye. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, it was nice talking to you guys. Uh, We'll be back next week with the same dork news, same dork time, I guess. Like the bat time. I'm bad at this. We need to do an outro. (laughs) Yeah, because I want to be able to just be like, and roll the outro. And roll the outro. Okay, bye, guys. Bye, guys.